the NHL Awards and Draft Edition of the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Hello and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert. With me, as always, is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Doing well enough. I'm watching LSU slaughter Florida in the College Baseball World Series, which is which is good. Keep it up, boys. Um, yeah, and it was a good weekend for me. Went out to the country for my almost 84th birthday, and, which is fun. Fun weekend, I guess, but uh, not as fun as Thursday. We're going to go back to Thursday when um, the NBA draft was on. And this was something that I did not expect to be heavily involved in, but by the time it was by the time it started, almost all my accounts were empty because I put so much into this fucking thing because there's so many opportunities to bet. I wish I had, I wish I was more prepared. I could have made a lot more, but uh, it, it's, it was, it was a war between Woj and Shams, right? Like Woj would say something on TV, then Shams would tweet something. And every time they did, the line would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I just kept taking the fucking dog. Plus 140, plus 250. Scoot Henderson was plus 450 to go third in one place. On and on and on it went, and uh, it, was, it was an absolutely beautiful thing. The draft positions almost all came through as well. So, yeah, it, it's, it was another excellent, excellent draft. And, uh, yeah, it makes me even more excited for Wednesday. Hopefully we get the same kind of uh, scenario where, where there's two guys going back and forth. But uh, I don't think that'll happen. But uh, I'll, I'll be more prepared if it does and uh, have some extra money in the account. Yeah, you've been killing it. Killing it with drafts. Yeah, I, I I've been missing out because Pennsylvania doesn't have betting on drafts. But hopefully we have we have some excitement for the NHL draft on on Wednesday. It's a weird time to have a draft. Um, you, you don't in, have any draft odds. Only in New Jersey. So if I go across the bridge, I can. I, I put wow. in a uh, put in a free bet on Fantilia to go third at eight to one. Um, just just maybe you know Mitchkoff goes 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 second or if Carlson goes up to second. Yeah, it's but possible. Yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, fun, the draft on Wednesday. We'll get more into that in a little bit. And you reminded me uh, about the, the whole Shams tweet thing we were discussing in the Discord about how, like, we'll get into this more in the offseason when we have all three of us. We can go on rants and shit. But, like, these insiders have so much power where they can move markets. And, and I know you said they're, they're, the limits are very low on these markets, but, like, Shams is a partner of FanDuel, and he's tweeting out, like, oh, it's gaining momentum for, for this player to go second overall. And you don't know what that means. That's just a kernel of information that's being thrown out there and markets move based off that. So yeah, maybe no next year after hockey regular season's over, we just fucking key in on NFL. I mean, that's during the playoffs, but NFL draft, NBA draft, and just get these markets, get all these plus odds and, and make money. Cause you've been making bank on them. Yeah. Yeah. Draft season is my favorite season. Um, for, for our sports betting goes so far as, uh, actual uh, return on investment but yeah i think it's more of the perception thing that that champs is involved with FanDuel, or whatever i don't think that he's actually uh purposely moving the market towards one one player oh, to uh, benefit uh, yeah, the book. i'm not accusing him either i'm just saying that's something where like 
people are going to start doing that. I think there's probably maybe some of these shadier books or offshore books would would look to do that. Or, you know, someone with 100,000 followers, hey, we'll pay you X amount if you tweet out this. Well, the thing is, your credibility, go, your credibility goes up the window well, once no, it happens, but it, right? Like, but, but Shams is wounded right now because he was fucking wrong about Scoot. <laughs> And uh, you you can't do it too often. Like you can do yeah, it once no, twice. No, people yeah, exactly. wake up, hey, this guy doesn't but, fucking shit. But if if it's if it's true intel, and you're just like, okay, maybe just amplify it a bit more. There's just plenty of a uh, gray areas there that you can you can deal with. But we'll, we'll, we'll get more to that in the off season. We do actually have some uh, NHL news to discuss. Before we get into that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Get in the Discord, fg.pn/discord. That's right, the place to be for the for the off season. I mean. During the season, you get us a few times a week, four or five times a week, talking about hockey. We, we, we don't record as much in the offseason. Hopefully, we're going to try to fix that. But the Discord is the place to be. Get a, leave us a five-star rating and review also on Apple and Spotify, all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, we had some pretty big, fairly, I mean, not, not even a big trade today, but Taylor Hall got moved from Boston to Chicago. Uh, pretty much just a salary dump for the Bruins, I believe. Um I was surprised that Taylor Hall was going to be moved at all, but I guess the Bruins needed that cap space and good for Chicago. They can get someone that they can either flip or they can you know, use to play with Bedard. They're, they're a prize prospect coming up out of the draft, give him winger to play with. And, you know, he could do both, you know, play half a year, trade him at the deadline or just play, uh, play a year and a half and then trade him at the next deadline as a rental. So a little bit of, of, of tidy business there by the, by the Blackhawks. Yeah, for sure. Um, um... I'd say it's even tighter business by the Bruins just because uh, they mm-hmm. made a, a shrewd choice. Like they, they still got to sign or they hope to sign Orlov and Bertuzzi and uh, they're not going to be able to bring everybody back. They still got to, I think they got signed like five forwards yet and uh, with limited cap space, but this, this uh, gives them a lot more opportunities going forward. And, and yeah, so they're, they're clearly choosing probably Bertuzzi over, um, over Taylor Hall at this point. And I know they really want to bring him back. So yeah, they have to make a tough decision. You know, everybody knows the cap crunch. Town whines about it all the time, um, and the Bruins are feeling it uh, as much as anyone. So this is just a cap casualty kind of thing. And uh, Taylor Hall was a decent player for them, even though um, he mostly played on the third line. But still, uh, that just showed how much depth the Bruins had uh, on last year's team. So yeah, they'll be a little weaker uh, depth-wise, but um, yeah, I think that this is the right call. I would take Bertuzzi over Hall if that's indeed what happens. Yeah, and the Bruins only have, I mean, they have six forwards under contract with A.J. Greer, but their five forwards they have under contract are all $4 million or more. Pasternak, Marchand, Charlie Coyle, who's overpaid, Pavel Zaka, who is overpaid but had a great year last year with them, and uh, Jake DeBrusque. I mean, they have these guys that they're going to keep their core going. They have Bergeron. They're probably going to come back. I think Krejci is possibly going back there, but they're also looking at— I think he's a doubt. I think it, it, Bergeron's more likely. Yeah, I can see Bergeron just coming back on a, on a vet minimum again after he won the Selkie, Selkie again tonight, his sixth one. But, yeah, their defense is really where it's at with McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, all, all locked up, all less younger than 30, Grizzlick, Orloff. They're probably going to let Orloff walk. But, I mean, yeah, the Bruins are just going to you know, blow it up again for next season. Um, speaking of loading up, the uh, over the weekend, your Colorado Avalanche made a trade um, acquiring Ryan Johansson. Pretty much for nothing, gave up uh, Alex Galchenyuk for him. So uh, what are your thoughts on Johansson? Where do you think he fits in with the Avs? Well, Joe, Joe Sackick is back. I mean, uh, either him or Chris McFarlane, whoever was the brains behind this one, I think it was an excellent deal. 
I know that uh, Ryan Johansson isn't the player he once was. Uh, I mean, he was great two years ago, but last year he was obviously down year and then he got injured. Um, but obviously the uh, the Avalanche need a, a second line center and hopefully he, he uh, you know, uh, returns to form. Uh, he's, he's been accused of being a lazy player, doesn't back check much and uh, isn't always motivated. So we'll need uh, Nathan McKinnon to slap him on top of the head and uh, kick him in the ass and get him going because uh, we can't have any lazy lazy players on this team. Uh, it's, it's definitely not a uh, that kind of culture, especially um, given the speed we play with. And you know, Johansson's not exactly the fastest skater, but one of the better passes in the league. So, uh, yeah, if you put him on um, maybe a rant and if he goes down to the second line uh, and – just uh, feed feed Ratnan passes and you know bury them all all day long like he was last year. So uh, yeah, good good deal for the Avs and good deal for the Preds too. I mean, depending what they're going to do, obviously this um, frees up four million for them. Uh, they're retaining fifty percent of the contract. So uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what what they're planning to do with that money. Um, obviously, uh, I don't think that they're going to be a contending team, so uh, I don't expect a massive splash trade or anything, but. Uh, Barry Trotz has got something, something planned anyway. Um, whether it involves the draft or uh, just just using that cap space in other ways, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what'll happen down there in in Nashville, both for the team and uh, and at the draft when uh, with his trades go down. Yeah, I think Johansson is a, is a great pickup for, for the Avs. He can be like a, a if he's similar to what JT Confer was, just fill in at second line center, play third line center. You know, he horrible last year, 28 points in 55 games. But before that year before 26 goals, 63 points in, in a full season there. So if he can bring that to the Avs, I didn't realize Colorado has so many like free agent forwards there. Like, uh, I mean, new hook Cogliano is probably gone. Confer's you think is Confer back or is, he's going to be gone? Cogliano is a good chance of coming back. He really likes Cogliano. it in Denver. Um, but Comfort probably gone. I think I think McFarland said that he was open to him coming back, but that doesn't really mean much. I think that he'll be priced out. Um, I like him back. He had a great season last year, but that was a contract year. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the Avs can really afford him for um, um, with what we need, really. Yeah, Comfort is definitely probably going to cash in on that. You know, e- Erod's a free agent as well. Also, uh, but, yeah, I think... I think you're going to see more of these trades this offseason with such a such a shitty free agent class with like Michael Bunting highlight headlining it. You're going to see trades like this. You're going to see trades like the ones that have been rumored all, all weekend long of uh, Kevin Hayes going to St. Louis or Kevin Hayes going to Boston, wherever, because there's not free agents out there. So these these players, these t- GMs that are wanting to make additions, you know, they basically got signed Johansson as a free agent two years four million dollars a year that that that's fine that's what they did with that trade so i think you're going to see more stuff like that because this offseason gms are going to have to get creative you're going to see it a lot especially in the goalie market you got hellebuck out there you got a bunch of teams out there that are like openly selling like the flames there's a bunch of guys that can see the writing on the wall and they they're asking to get out so gonna be an interesting offseason not gonna be a big free agent offseason but pl- plenty of trade should be, should be coming here um, is there anything else I missed over the weekend that was that was kind of key? It's Jordan Stahl signed a uh, four-year, 11.6 million contract to stay with the Hurricanes. Uh, he's a captain. He's he's one of these captains that yeah he's not a star player but he'll be a, a a good middle six guy, good leader, veteran leader in the room. And the Hurricanes should be, I mean, competitive. I I would think for all four years of that contract. 
Yeah, he'll be 39 when uh, he's in his fourth year of that contract. But it's actually more of a three-year contract because the fourth year is only 750k, so uh, it won't be uh, any kind of anchor by the time um, that contract is in its final year. So yeah, like you said, he's a he's a good veteran presence, carries the message of the coach well on the ice, and uh, yeah, he's a, an important cog in that team. Uh, it seems like he's been around forever. I thought that uh, he'd be older than than 35 or 36, whatever he is, but. Uh, I guess not. I didn't expect a four-year contract, but uh, when when you have the cheap final final year in the deal, I, I guess it makes more sense. Yeah, and uh, Aiden Hill is reportedly close to a uh, two-year, $4.9 million cap hit contract. Uh, seems a bit rich for him, but, I mean, he just won the Stanley Cup. He, he arguably should have been uh, considered for the consummate. So, I mean, good for him to, to cash in on that, and hopefully Vegas has a goalie now. Yeah, I mean... Um... Yeah, an excellent playoffs, and that, that got him paid. But uh, the Knights were wise enough to at least not give him too much term. Uh, just give him the two years, $4.9 million. It's fairly low risk, paying him too much, I think. But um, at only two years, it's not going to be a huge deal. Although it does make uh, things harder this offseason, given how many um, – uh, yeah, I know they got lots of guys signed, but they still need to uh, get under the cap uh, somehow. So uh, this, this makes it a little tougher um but still it'll be a solid very solid team next year whoever they put in net as we saw in the uh you know using their four string goalie last year now all of a sudden he's the first string that just goes to show how uh how even their four goalies are so when you say fourth string it, it doesn't really mean much because uh, there's not that big of a difference between uh you know Hale, Bersois, Thompson and uh and Leonard right so uh, the fourth string is kind of a um what's the word I'm looking for deceiving uh, but anyway, yeah, 4.9 million. That that's uh, like you said, a bit rich, but two years, good deal. Uh, yeah. And speaking of good deals, you can get a good deal at Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts are the exact same thing as Lulu Lemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs has that anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric with their cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Uh, so make sure you go to birddogs.com pool and enter co- promo code P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, so we got the uh, NHL draft is in less one than one more one more potential deal or one more deal that that, that might affect potential deal, which is uh, Sean Dursey to the Coyotes yes. for a second rounder. Um, obviously, the Kings are uh, freeing up some cap space, likely to try and get Pierre Luc Dubois out of Winnipeg. And of course, Dubois wants to go to Montreal, but he still has one more year to serve on his contract, so not just yet. Um, but yeah, if that happens, that that'll be a, a sick three-way punch um, in terms of centers with Kopitar still playing well, Philip Deneau, and uh, PLD. So, yeah, Kings will be a very strong team next year if that goes through. And um, Sean Dursey is a bit of a loss, but uh, they have enough uh, upcoming defensemen, so I think that they can uh, withstand that. And, you know, for the Coyotes, they got to they gotta get to the cap floor somehow, I guess. And, um, yeah, he's a still a good young player, so they might even be able to keep him long-term. Who knows? Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I think the Kings are one of these teams that at 25 to one to win the cup might be worth throwing a, a free bet on, especially if they're going to be in on on these big guys. As you always say, you know, look for the signs, and, and this is a sign, like, like you said, with Thursday out, they had that cap space to go out and, and make the big splash. 
Uh, all right, I have a, I have a fun uh, little little draft news thing here. Uh, TSN asked David Reinbacker what the uh, weirdest question, toughest question he he, he uh, received from his 23 teams. He said, it's World War II, and you're the captain of a boat, and you have to bomb an enemy boat, but teammates are swimming in the ocean. Uh, Reinbacker said, no, I wouldn't do it because I want to save my teammates. I'm like, look, guys, I don't do it because they're my teammates, so I wouldn't kill my teammates. They were like, you have to do it. It's an order. I was like, no, I won't do it. So it was kind of not the best thing to talk about. Some of these questions that 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 that, that teams come up with just to put these players, I understand they're weird to put to like throw throw something off the wall to them just to see how they respond. But like that that's a new one there. That, that that's like the 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 trolley problem. <laughs> the trolley problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I got I got no takes on this really. It's just uh yeah. GMs are creative, I guess. Or scouts are creative. Whoever's asking the fucking questions. Um, they they trying to figure who, out who the person is deep down and catch them off guard. I guess I don't know because it's it's easy to train for these these interviews if uh, you follow the same formula. But if you throw a wild card in there and catch them off guard, maybe you, you get a a glimpse of uh, the real David Reinbacher. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's a goofy question for sure, but uh, I'm sure there's a purpose behind it. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, now going into the draft here, I know you, you got a bunch of bets already down. You're going to be uh, keeping an eye on things in, in the next uh, 40, 48 hours here. What, what are you? What are your, some of your big takeaways since we last talked? Um, for a little bit there, it seemed like uh, Carlson was gaining steam. Fantilli's kind of crept back for number two. Uh, I think it's going to be Fantilli. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I was reading that. Uh, Fantilli's um and um his, his sister him and his sister were, were friends with uh, Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegers on Instagram they recently became friends and they're liking each other's posts and whatever so uh, that that seems more than coincidental um and Zegers knew that it was going to be Mason McTavish that the Ducks dropped last year so uh yeah he's he's got his uh, his uh, sources as to who the the Ducks are picking I guess so I think it's going to be Fantilli for more than that reason. They they love this guy. This guy is um you know Homer Baker winner and all that, and uh, a surefire uh, NHL star, most likely anyway. Surefire NHL player. Um, Mitchkov of course is uh, the second best player in terms of pure skill, but uh, you know the Russian situation and all that. Uh, it's also interesting hearing teams um, slander talent. Of course, was complaining about this in the Discord. Um, a lot of Russian guys, they, they catch flack, whether it's just uh, <laughs> cultural misunderstandings or what have you. But uh, a lot of Russians get, you know, character problems, whatever, accused of them anyway. Um, but, but I think part of that's a bit of smoke, too. Like, uh, we, we don't know who uh, wants this guy to fall. And then you can just kind of leak it out there that this guy's got character issues like um, C.J. Stroud in the NFL draft where, uh, you know, everyone is attacking him for like a solid week, week and a half. And his odds were, were falling. Like uh, people were projecting him to go all the way down to like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then of course the the Texas pick met too. So much ado about nothing. As we'll be here, I think Mitchkoff will be. Uh, I think he'll be a flyer at this point. I'm Ooh, leaning that way. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the Capitals could trade up if uh, they could get to six if the Coyotes want to do that because uh, the Coyotes like a few guys too. So. If the Capitals really, really like him, as they should, then I could see them jumping the Flyers. But if he's there at seven, I'm like 80% sure that the Flyers are taking him. So don't see those odds up now. But uh, yeah, not, not, is there an is there an over under set for 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 him? 
anywhere? Only at FanDuel, so far as I've seen, and it's uh, over five and a half at minus two ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not a huge draft guy, but obviously Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson are top three, and then like it seems like what Will Smith, Leonard, Rhinebacker, kind of that that top of that next tier. Yeah, Will Smith is getting a lot of buzz too, uh, even at number three, um, which is uh, interesting. I mean, he he had an outstanding season last year with the uh, national develop team. National developmental team for the states there, and uh, with the you know that that line of uh, Gabriel Perlow and Ryan Leonard. Um, so yeah, the, the Blue Jackets are said to really like him, and of course we have a Finnish GM there in Yarmo, whatever his fucking name is, Kekalainen or something. <laughs> we Yarmo will call him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a joke, but uh, you know the Finns they don't really like the Swedes, so Leo Carlson could fall to number four. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 still wide open. I think uh, uh, the first four I think are, are pretty solid in in terms of who's getting picked, but in terms of the order, it, it's still up for grabs. Like it's going to be Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, and Smith. It's just uh, Carlson and Smith might be switched around. So that that'll be one to watch. Maybe we'll get that two way action on Thursday or Wednesday as uh, odds go back and forth. Hopefully, that's the likeliest thing right now. Um, yeah, number five is is uh. I think it's between Leonard and Reinbacher still. Leonard, uh, uh, a lot of hype around him for the Canadians lately. Some guys think it's Mishkov, but the the, the GM said it, it's not Mishkov. So, um, yeah, I don't think that he's going to the abs. Uh, yeah, Reinbacher would fit a need at, at the, the right-hand D position. So that's another interesting one. What else is going on? Uh, I love... Oh. Uh, what are your yeah, top, what are your top like three or five bets right now if you had to pick them? Like, I, know, I know you're spread pretty well across the board to make sure you don't have too much uh, liability anywhere. But like if 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 say someone doesn't have a uh, draft betting in their state and has to go across the bridge to play some bets, what would uh what would you be eyeing up? Yeah, in terms of current odds, obviously my favorite are the ones that I moved uh, radically in my favor. But in terms of the odds I'm looking at here at DraftKings. Um, it's uh it's definitely a, a bridge jumper, but Ryan Leonard under seven and a half minus two sixty. Um that that one still has uh, quite a bit of value. I think that he will go to uh um either the Habs or the uh you know, Habs Flyers or Coyotes. Yeah, that does seem pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I can't see him going past like the the, the top six and like I, the, I think the Flyers or Caps would would take me make off cup. So yeah, I think even minus two sixty doesn't seem too bad for that. For sure, and you can still find um, under 28.5 for Otto Stenberg in some places. Not DraftKings, unfortunately, but uh, I, I do recommend that one. I mean, you get better odds here at DraftKings. It's only minus 115, but uh, I'd rather play, do the, like, the minus 170, minus 180 for Stenberg under 28.5 because there's a, a few different teams interested in him, including the Avalanche. This is uh, one of the players they're really liking at 27, so that that's a key number there. Mm, again, Michael Travel, not as not as big on this as it once was, but uh, over 32 and a half plus 105. Again, mentioned it before, but uh, I don't think we see a goal in the first round, especially considering uh, what we saw uh, over the past couple of years in terms of um, you know goalies doing well who aren't star goalies, you know, and teams doing well with with average goalies. So I think the goaltender position is uh, slightly down right now, and I don't think that he is quite the elite prospect that uh, Askarov is. And was at the time of the draft. Um, 
Reinbacher under six and a half. This is a good line here at DraftKings minus 145. That's a, uh, uh, two dollars some places so that that's uh, that's a good price there for DraftKings. um yeah that that's about it uh yeah i i bailed on my axel sandine pelica bet but the you know he's like the quinn hughes kind of player um probably the best puck moving defenseman in this draft um other than the russian possibly Shirashev. uh but uh he's he's a bit too small and i think he's gonna fall so, uh, yeah, I just I bailed on the under 14 and a half and just absolutely crushed the over 11 and a half. So uh, that'll work out fine, um, especially if he goes 12, 13 or 14. But uh, I think that is likely he goes in the late teens. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it right now. There's about 15, 20 um, picks here uh, or uh, markets here. So not too many, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm rec- I recommended Bonk versus Guleyev at minus 190. That's up to minus minus 230. I think that that's still playable. I don't think that Guleyev. I mean, he might go f- in the first round, but likely towards the end of it. And Bonk, I think, will be in the early 20s. And yeah, that, that's that's about it. That's my uh, draft update for uh, Monday night, the 26th of June. Yeah, fantastic. Very uh, comprehensive there. I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll keep the updates going in the Discord if, if you make them. Uh, Wednesday, I'm, I'm very excited for. I know you said you're going to be locked into your computer, so that that's going to be fun. Maybe I'll have to make a, uh, a last minute trip over the bridge before the uh, before the uh, draft. Not 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 the jump, just to play some bets. <laughs> yeah, a little bridge <laughs> I know you mentioned a, a, bri- a little bridge jumper there, but not not for that. Maybe I'll be betting on that. But, uh, yeah, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, you mentioned how, how you thought uh, Mikoff might go to the Flyers. There, uh, a lot, a lot of buzz around the Flyers that their Danny Breer is looking to add yet another first-round pick. Uh, they did also already add one in the Proveroff deal. They got the the Kings first-round pick for the 22nd overall. Uh, there was a rumor trade over the weekend to the Blues involving Hayes and Sanheim and Lawton for the one of the Blues late picks, and they have 25th and 20 and 29th with. Tory Krug going to Philadelphia, but Krug, uh, as he rightfully should, he, he waived his he, or he he flexed his muscles with his no trade clause. Apparently, Friedman said today he was, or I think it was Friedman said that he was on vacation when he would ask, when he was asked to, to waive his no trade clause. So uh, can't be too happy there. Also, he, he can't possibly want to go to Philadelphia where they're not going to be competitive this year. Could see could see him getting him and then flipping him back to Boston maybe or, or some something with that. Um. But this got me gets me going a bit when like these trade rumors happen and like you're you're waiting for it to, for it to go down and just these like quote unquote these people trying to be insiders these just random bloggers come out of nowhere like oh I'm hearing this so I'm, oh I'm I'm hearing things are heating up it could be today but it could be tomorrow it's like what what are you tweeting like it's it's people that also hear like Friedman on Thirty Two Thoughts and then tweet something like acting as if they have sources or you know what maybe they do have sources but like it, it's the way you, they frame things it's just t- today's the, today's day and age with social media and everybody and like 
people like, oh, I'm hearing this with, with like hashtags and shit. And it, it gets, what bothers me, it gets like it gets like posted on Reddit. It gets posted all over and it get it gives credibility to these nobodies that then just, you know, you it becomes harder. I mean, we know people should know who to trust for these type of rumors. But like when you when you can't go on a team by team basis, you don't know unless it's like someone that's writing for the athletic, if it's two blogs you haven't heard of, one could be, you know, one could be credible and one could be complete bullshit. So like, it's just, it muddies the waters a bit for like the casual fan that are looking for information. It just, it just riles me up. It's, it's people trying to get their name out there without having any inside information. Yeah, exactly. Just looking for quote, which, you know, I don't really understand. I mean, I guess because it's their job. Like uh, I always laugh at like the insiders who are like, "I got it first. I got it first. What the fuck, this guy?" <laughs> yeah. Now, my now, 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 now they have to tweet who was first to, to make sure they, they don't steal. Oh man. Yeah. See, I, I don't understand that world at all. But I guess if that's their job, then they gotta make themselves look as good as possible. But yeah, it's even worse when you just get random guys just looking for uh, that same kind of clout. Uh, I'm hearing this, whatever, because he listened to a podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're we're all hearing it. It's it's all it's on the fucking podcast. You can listen to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the other uh, Flyers trade rumor that was in the works was uh, Tony D'Angelo going back to Carolina. Very likely just a salary dump. But according to uh, Pierre LeBron today on Monday in his his column at I believe the Athletic said. Um, the holdup was the league was worried because the Hurricanes traded D'Angelo to the Flyers um, less than a year ago. I believe it was July 12th. So then they think he, it's you know, circumventing whatever's going on. It, it's not circumventing when Chuck Fletcher is the one that traded for him. Chuck Fletcher signed him to his two-year uh, $10 million contract. So he has one more year left, $5 million. There's no circumvention. But like he said, you know, they might meet up. Uh, teams might meet up this week at the draft at the awards with the league to get things ironed out, or they might have to wait for the full calendar year. And, and by that point, you never know if the hurricane's going in a different direction. So it's just, it's just Chuck Fletcher's ineptitude continues to haunt and, and damage the flyers chances. Danny Brer has been doing a fantastic job. I'm I'm very excited with what he's doing with what has been, has been rumored. I would be shocked if he doesn't make a trade either to get another first round pick or, or to get some sort of future asset at the draft. So uh, yeah, I, I'm just also pissed off that they let Chuck Fletcher have uh, so long of a leash. Uh, Chuck Fletcher should not have been here last off season. Danny Briere should have been here uh, tanking for, for Bedard, but he's in Chicago. Hopefully uh, I'll have to start look at, looking at, at next year's NHL draft uh, later this week. Yeah, uh, Tony Tony Angelo would be a, you know, a a good return to the Hurricanes. He was good for them that year. He was there, but um, yeah, they, they can't trade him till a full year's been gone since they uh, since they made the deal, right? Is that that's what it was, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that doesn't make much sense to me, but that's the way she goes, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he, he'll be a, uh, another good piece there on on the back end. Yeah, another just if I mean, if they still want to do the deal by then, of course, things could change yeah, by then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it'll be a be a plug and play guy. He was there before. He knows the system. He, Rod Brindaborn knows how to work with him somehow. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he'd be probably probably be what a third. He'd probably be like a Gostas bear replacement down there a little bit. Exactly. They, they have burned. Second power play. Yeah, yeah. Second power play, third bear. That's that's what he is. Not even at this point in his career. Just in his career is just a, a third pair power play specialist. Um, that's all I, all I got top of mind. I'm not sure if you have, uh, anything else or I guess NHL awards we should get into the, the NHL award show 
was it tonight. Over yet? It is. <laughs> I believe it's over. I'm not sure who that's for. I wasn't watching it. Um, I'm not sure people on Discord or your listeners are watching it, but like, I don't know who it's for to grow the game. Whatever. Uh, McDavid Hart Carlson won the Norris, which I'm pissed about because uh, Roman Yossi was robbed last year, and now they just gave it to Carlson. Uh, Montgomery wins the Jack Adams. Let me look at this voting to see if it was close. Nope. Lindy Ruff second. Dave Haxtell third. Bruce Cassidy fourth there. Uh, okay. And then um, Omark Vesna, uh, Salki Bergeron. I don't think any really. Beneers called her. I guess that was somewhat up in the air, but he was definitely going to it. Omark Sorokin was a little close than I expected. Only 57 points between them. It's one of the closer ones, I think. Like, he was like minus uh, 4,000, minus 5,000 when it closed. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little sweaty there. I, but uh, I would have won more with Sorokin. But, yeah, we'll, we'll take Allmark. Yeah, I mean, Allmark had 22 first-place votes. Sorokin only had three. So, like, it, like yeah, the, the points were close. No, so it, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, because all those second-place votes went to Sorokin, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hal Buck got two first-place votes. Soros got two. And uh, Andre Vasilevsky got, got one. His his sole vote was, was a, a first-place vote. Um, huh, any, 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 any that one. Any awards, takeaways, uh, any long, uh, early looks at, at long shots for awards next year? Uh, not really. I mean, um, I think DraftKings has some stuff up. Um, do, I, you know, I think we talked about that before, didn't we? I mean, it was just we talked, some we talked about the heart, but um, yeah, Vesna and Norris were up. Also, oh, on FanDuel, I saw earlier this week. I'm pulling it up right now. They have some uh, division markets out there. I, I didn't, wasn't um, in a sober enough mind to actually analyze them, but they have division winners, or, or they did. And, you know, they still do. So that's something else yeah. we, could, we can get into uh, later. They popped week. at Will Hill, too, and um, it was like, uh, you know, it's like seeing a, a, a hot girl, I guess, <laughs> a week before your wedding and trying to get you to uh, uh, tempt you. It's seductress because um, I need that money for the draft. So I, no, no division bets for me. I'm, I'm remaining pure. <laughs> keeping it's, my juice inside myself. It's like the hot girl that left in middle school but came back like right before senior year. You're like, oh, I got to go for it. But I, I, I got this. Got everything yeah. tied up over here. Uh, yeah, nothing really jumped out to me. Two thousand miles. Nothing really too long. You can get there. I guess Hurricanes plus two forty. But there you had the Devils in the Metro. You got the Rangers. Like that could be, that could be wild all over the place. And, and no real long shots jumped out. So, well, that's something else we'll definitely get more into. Uh, possibly later this week. Possibly uh, next week once we get. We got three, all summer, baby. Years. Yeah, we got all summer. Um, yeah, just one last thing. It fucking sucks. Wait this long to get these damn award bets yes. in, but uh, yes. finally, finally do. Uh, the biggest one for me is, is Montgomery winning the uh, Jack Adams. Not because I was heaviest on him, but because of the that one book we're putting up like 40, 31 for Ruff and Hext, Hextall. Um, so I was able to just get so much down on Montgomery to balance it out <laughs> with, with those two other guys. So that, that was a nice win. Uh, biggest loss is probably the the heart and um, Calder. I, I bet like so many guys for Calder. But yeah, <laughs> yeah they were all at uh, double digits. So not the end of the world. Yeah, that, that's what happens when there's like, I mean, Beneers could have easily fallen off. I, I felt like that should have been closer than it was. I feel like everyone just was like, okay, Beneers is going to get it. So let's just vote him first. Uh, early Vesna odds next year. Um, Vitek Vanacek, 150 to 1. You know, if, if he's a starting goalie for the Devils, that could be a worth a uh, long shot there. Uh, Stuart Skinner, we talked about in the Discord. He's at 100 to 1. 
Uh, someone mentioned John, John Gibson at 51, potentially if he gets traded, but wait on that. Uh, I believe you mentioned Akira Schmid is your choice for the Devils there at 50 to 1. Uh, Kachikov at 40 to 1, if the uh, he's the Hurricane starter, could see that being worth it. Probably not, though. Um, that's about it. Uh, Shostarkin 6 to 1. No. Hellbuck gets to the Devils, then. Forget the Schmidt Ooh, deck, but then Hellbuck true. becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah, Hellbuck at seven to one there. A Carter Hart thirty to one, but it could be worth a look if you think he's going to get traded. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any any real real value there. Yeah, and I then, haven't really looked yet because uh, I don't have these markets yet. <laughs> and then the Norris, um, just starting from the bottom going up. Um, Mackenzie Weger, one hundred fifty to one, seems like somebody that could go off for a bunch of points. Bo Byram, 150 to one. I like that a lot. I think he could. I mean, but McCarr yeah. there steals, steals the shine. Yeah. Uh, There's only one Norris guy in Colorado. <laughs> Morgan Riley, 100 to one. I'll throw that out there for Talon there. Uh, Zach Wierenski, 100 to one under Mike Babcock. Drew Doughty, 100 to one with a good Kings team in front of him. Um, Owen Power, Luke, 50 to one. Luke Hughes, 60 to one. If you're looking for the young kids. Evan Bouchard, sixty to one. I like that if he's if he's going to be able to be the uh, power play quarterback for for Edmonton. Hedman, thirty to one. He can always you know put up a great season. So plenty of a uh, good good decent long shots here in, in the early markets. But Shabbat I'm not at hundred to one is my favorite. Looking at this for ten seconds. Mm, yeah, that, that that's good too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to bet any of these until right before the season because these odds should pretty much remain stagnant unless there's a huge trade or injury news. I don't think so. The stuff will move. The stuff will move. But, but yeah. But okay. If you have multiple okay. books, then you can get in before you know that, they all move. That's true. It'll move, but I don't feel strong enough about any of these right now to, to bet them. Maybe, maybe I'll take a closer look. You know, once baseball tires me out, middle get of more July. Free bets. Yeah, get more free bets to throw down. Yeah, that that, that, that that's always a good a good strategy. Tory Krug, three hundred to one if he goes back to uh back to Boston, maybe. Not so long as McAvoy's there. Yeah. And Lindholm. Lindholm. That, that's, that's the issue with those teams that have like two, three, or four good defensemen. Carlson, uh, 30 to 1 to run it back. He could be traded. You never know. Yeah, that's actually uh, interesting. That's, that's, I mean, you know, obviously there's voter fatigue and all that, but uh, that does seem a little long there. Yeah, if, if, if he, he puts up 100, 100 points, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not winning if it's the Sharks again, but if he goes to a new team and, and does the same thing, then yeah, he'll definitely be in the mix. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's all I got on the on the awards front. I think that's everything I had written down to talk about. Uh, anything else you got before we uh, wrap it up here? I am done. All right. Uh, if you are done listening, make sure you go leave us a five star rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast. All that good stuff. Apple, Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter at hockey sgpn. We may have a new Twitter intern starting soon. There'll be a lot of uh, a lot of fun things going on on Twitter in a little bit, and uh, in the Discord, all the fun things are in the Discord. It's where all the fun happens. Still a great support system in there. Uh, sg.pn/discord. Okay, uh, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You find me celebrating a second LSU Natty this season. Girls winning the women's basketball, and now. Uh, boys winning the baseball in uh, Omaha and uh, yeah we're gonna keep it going with the uh, with the football and then in January so uh, it's the year of the tiger baby mm-hmm.